3: Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. We are back. The matchmaking crowns have returned following, no, we're not matchmaking for the prime card. No, we're not matchmaking for Pat Miletic or Mike, the Truth Jackson. We are matchmaking following the palate cleanse of the weekend, UFC Vegas 81. And in the main event for the second straight week, The wily veteran comes through against the young, hungry whippersnapper. This time, it is Edson Barboza dealing with some pretty bad adversity in the first round and then sweeps the cards the rest of the way in a sort of a blood and guts war, a gritty battle. And Edson Barboza gets the damn thing done, so we'll talk about what's next for him and other notable names from the go-home show for UFC 294. And that is a sentence I'm so happy to say. I'm actually really excited for the show to be over. Only because that means that this past week is done. And then we can move fully on to UFC 294. But thank you for joining us. It's still going to be a fun show. I don't want to sound like a negative answer. It's still going to be a lot of fun. But I am Mike Heck and joining me as always. The co-host, the co-matchmaker, the best friend. And normally the best friend is the most important part. But I think after yesterday... And after the 18 showers I had to take after watching multiple weird fights yesterday, I think the most important role for this man today is the Prince of Positivity. He is
4: Alexander Kaylee. AK, hello. Uh, my best friend. I'm in the perfect mood to be positive because <laughs> I chickened out and didn't watch any of this stuff uh, yesterday. <laughs> uh, that's not true. I watched some UFC Vegas 81. Uh, I had a couple of days off for various personal family reasons. All good things. All good things. Just just uh, you know prior obligations. And... I felt a tinge of FOMO, I'm not going to lie, when I occasionally checked the Slack on Saturday and saw a flurry of hilarious messages from everyone on staff discussing the insane and chaotic goings on. Because I, try- I kind of went on like Twitter, tried to get a feel for it, but it was almost like too much noise on there. So I'm like, let me see what the crew is saying. I know they'll be breaking it down, and I wish I could share all the messages, but I think we... I think. Again, this is our private Slack, uh, work Slack. We say some pretty unsavory things sometimes, and uh, that's that's has to remain on the uh, you know uh, behind closed doors for now. But yeah, I, I feel like I missed out a little bit. Um, I, I was curious. Anyone though, I was still thought that Dylan Danis just wasn't even going to make it to the cage. The fact that he did and then made a complete ass of himself uh, does not surprise me. It does frustrate me that we have not heard the last of him in some form or another. I feel like I saw Mike. Did you listen to the post-fight show at all with uh, Shaheen and Jed Mishu and New York Rick? They did a great job breaking everything down. So I feel like I watched it. But did you did you listen to them at all? I did not
3: because uh, I was on UFC duty, so I was yes. watching the UFC card <clears throat> and others. I had after. watched after. the I watched <laughs> the whole event. I watched everything. And look, all in all, it wasn't bad. Like overall, like some like the salt Poppy fight. Even though the great salt Poppy lost. It was a fun fight. The Dean Mm -hmm. the Great fight was probably the best fight of the weekend. Like, those two dudes just got after it. It was a lot of fun. It was just, like, those fights were fine. But then we get to the last two fights is why everybody is buying the card. And they're just, they're objectively two of the ten worst fights of the year. Just so bad. And then following the Dylan Danis fight, I'm just thinking to myself, okay, Tommy Fury is at least going to box up KSI and like we can end this whole facade that KSI is this incredible boxer because some people actually believe that that to be true. And I thought that was hilarious. And then that fight stunk because KSI was like, you know what? I'm going to do exactly what Anthony Taylor did against King Kenny. And I'm just going to clinch and hug him a thousand times. And the referee just let him do it. Didn't take any points. Tommy Fury actually got a point taken away from him for punches to the back of the head, which were, which I blame KSI for because he just kept clinching over and over again. And as he's punching, KSI's is hugging him and the punches are going to the back of the head. In the end, the right guy won. I thought Tommy Fury won the last four rounds. No issue with the scores at all. And then just to hear KSI just kind of whine about it is just, all of it was bad. It was just so bad. I was like, oh, I can't believe that I, that I, that I watched this. I could have spent those two hours before. Like the, the first two hours were great. And then once we got to the last two fights, it was just so bad. And Dylan Danis like, couldn't even DQ himself in an entertaining way. <laughs> Properly. <laughs> it, like he, could even, he couldn't even get himself disqualified in an entertaining yeah. way. So I will say this. I give props to Dylan Danis and Logan Paul because for the first time this year, I had a profitable betting week. Because the way Jed Mishu went all in on Valentina Shevchenko fighting Alexa Grasso, I went all in that this fight would actually start, and it did. And you were sweating I was it. So happy, you were sweating I it was, though. I was sweating it pretty much all week. I mean, <laughs> it, I got it at plus one forty. I was like, look, I don't because my my units are like my betting units are tiny. They're really really small. It's like two dollars. Depending on the week, sometimes, like, eh, maybe I'll do a bucket unit or something like that. Like, I fl- I'm i not a gambler. I don't bet on this stuff. Like, I just do it for the content. But when I saw that fight at plus 140, I'm like, okay, I'm just... I'm blitzing it. I'm, go- I'm getting after it. And it was my biggest bet of the year at a cash. And no matter what happened the rest of the day, I was good. It was going to be money. a profitable day. And the UFC card, like each individual prop bet, I just got hosed on in so many different ways. Like I had had some Barbosa by KO. I thought I was going to yes. get it.
4: My I best had... friend. I also, <laughs> I, and I listened to no bets part this week. And I, I think it was Jed who argued that there wasn't enough juice for Barbosa by KO, but I was still like, it's still a pretty good bet. I think, I think on draft Kings was like plus two fifteen or something. So I said, I put uh, two or three bucks on it. And when he rocked him in the third round, I was like, yes, and then he goes for some half-ass oh, I dar- believe it. Darce choke. <laughs> I don't think Edson Barbosa, at least definitely not in the UFC, I'm pretty sure he's never submitted anyone. Surely. I don't remember it. I'm on his Wikipedia now. His third pro fight back in 2009, he defended the Renaissance MMA lightweight <laughs> championship with an anaconda choke of Lee King. Fourteen years ago, and then he decides on a night where he's again plus two hundred, uh, depending where you looked, I guess, to win by KO. I'm going to go for it for choke. Don't gamble; it's not fun. It's yeah. not, I always tell people not to gamble, and then stupid stuff like this happens. And I'm not—I'm not mad at Edson Barbo. I'm not mad at Edson Barboza at all. Edson, you're in there. You're doing whatever you can to survive to win. If you thought you had the choke, you thought you had the choke. I'm mad at myself for even gambling on this. I'm a fool. Very. What was
3: I'll run through the rest of them. Uh, I had oh, the Emily dakody, Chris Gutierrez, Lisboa parlay cash at plus one eighteen. nice, nice. um the Dixon Arena Alex going under two and a half. like i was I could not believe that didn't go under two and a half. <laughs> Both women got dropped. Both women were in big yeah. trouble battered and it was so close to being finished so many times and it never got there. I was like I can't I even hit up Jed in the slack. I was like, I cannot believe this didn't cash. I can't believe it. could not believe it. Uh, Adrian Giannis by KO was probably the worst bet of the card, considering how the fight played out. Jennifer Maya by decision, if she just kept punching and didn't try to grapple in the third round,
4: she probably would have uh, won that fight. Last leg of a parlay for me. I had that last leg of a parlay. I had five bucks on that, and uh, yeah, I t- t- just blew it.
3: Cameron Simon had him. He lost. Chris Rodriguez may have missed weight. Uh, Chris Gutierrez by KO TKO I thought was going to cash Ooh. after seeing the, the alien almost come out of Alatang Ali's yeah. leg. Uh that didn't cash. Uh McKinney by KO, minus one oh five cashed. Uh, Easy. and then the final leg of the parlay. King I bet on King Kenny he lost. Uh Dennis Paul to a draw because I couldn't find a DQ prop. Because I was but like, went, right, oh, this is the weirdest God. one. If I yeah. could have find a DQ prop, I would have done that in a heartbeat. But a thousand. And then on it. Parlay number two cashed as well. McKinney Marat under two and a half. Yoder Dakote over two and a half. Project. Maya Aruja over two and a half. Cash oh, nice. minus one ten. So, so not a bad, it,
4: not a bad it one. It sounds like you came out ahead. Oh yeah, so I was way ahead. Okay, Thank you. Well done.
3: Th- yeah, the Danish showing
4: up. Yeah. Danish showing up. You <laughs> already ahead huge. A... That was gigantic. But don't, I don't gamble know. though. It's not fun. well I mean, you had fun. I didn't have fun.
3: Yeah, was, and honest, I have to gamble next week too because it's the watch party, and I'm not going to let GC get bet by himself. I can't. And do I have to. It,
4: so. It's two ninety four, and you got to do this. I feel like there's so much easy money to be made here, but uh, I thought that to that last night as well. So it didn't work out. Uh, I wanted to bring up, so I brought up the post by show cause I wanted to say um, one of the questions asked was, uh, did, you know, did, did Danis lose any of the goodwill that he sort of built up during the week? And again, I got, you know, mileage may vary on how much goodwill people even think he built up, but I guess, I guess people are saying like he, he got the better of Logan in some of the, I don't know, verbal exchanges and, I don't know. But apparently, there was some, some rallying behind uh, Danis heading into fight. I think people were just uh, also giving him credit for showing up. And maybe he, he got he uh, got people some money, like like yourself, Mike. So, yeah, those people were somewhat behind him. But I'll say he didn't lose. I don't think he lost anything. He could not have embarrassed himself more. Uh, Jed raised the great point. Like, if he was going to get DQ'd, he should have gotten himself DQ'd at the beginning. And then he could at least play off like, oh, you guys didn't even see me box. I chose not to box. You don't know. I could be a great boxer. Um, but uh, apparently I did not watch but I'm just reading and seeing highlights uh, he did he was in a boxing match a quote unquote boxing match for five six or five rounds and then some looks terrible did not throw any punches um, and then of course and then did the DQ so then and then caused some stupid riot and da da but all for this like I think this only makes the Dennis brand bigger I don't think this hurts him because if you are a follower of Dylan Dennis, if you're a, a Danis stan as which i guess there are apparently many the guy has however many twitter followers and people who like support every movie does this isn't going to change their minds mike this isn't going to make some danis fan go like oh my god i can't i can't believe it i I was fooled all along this this is going to make your your average danis supporter be like ah he got them again he got he got the bag uh he, he he didn't lose the fight but he didn't get knocked out he, he did what he was saying. He like, he messed up, he clowned them. He, he trolled them by getting DQ'd. Nothing, if you're following him, this is not going to hurt him. And if you find his antics amusing, you probably thought Saturday night was friggin hilarious. So I want to say like, yes, the Danis, uh, you know, that, that this, this is a, a blight on Danis's image, but it's not. This is so on brand for him. So uh, I, I don't think he lost anything at all. Uh, he has no, he has no shame. He has no shame. If you have no shame, if you are not capable of shame, and I'm not even saying this to insult him, if you are not capable of shame, what what was the embarrassment last night? What, do you think he feels any embarrassment? I think he feels nothing. He, he's, he's feeling uh, happiness over a fat paycheck he got, and probably the next paycheck he's going to get from the next sucker who books him. So he lost nothing. I
3: mean, look, is, is there some weird promotion out there that's going to invest in Dylan Danis? Probably. But no one with any sort of reputation is going to book Dale, Dylan Dennis on a card. They're just not, like, why, how can you after this? How can you? This was a bad, like, I'm sure business wise, when the pay per view buys come in and they, they, I mean, they that, there, there was not an empty seat in that arena, which is crazy. But I think all in all, when we, we when Misfits looks at this and says, all right, is this a great thing for us long-term, this, this event? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Yes, They're just... yes. Who's going to drop $55 on another one of these? Yep. Like, if they do Tommy Fury KSI 2, is anyone going to care? If they bring Dylan no. Dennis back... Like, I mean, I guess they could, but, like, it's got to... Like, who's he going to fight?
4: Like, who wants to see Dylan Dennis fight? If like, Dylan Dennis should did just start Mike his own...
3: People oh, would watch dude, that. He would
4: die. But people And people would tune in to see it. That's what I'm saying is it's he Dill- still has dude, this pull. Yeah,
3: Dylan, ain't, I- I'm telling you right now, I don't care if the line's plus 14 million. I am not betting that that <laughs> fight happens. Dylan Dennis would never
4: fight Mike Perry.
0: But, and he'd but be just,
4: crazy to do so. The possibility of it, I think, will get people talking. But, Mike, I am 100% with you on this, though. While while I don't think the Dennis brand got hurt, I – so <laughs> I did the predictions – for regrettably i did a predictions for this uh <laughs> event and if anyone reads it it's pretty much just me taking the piss out of the card for like 1500 words so it's you know it, it, and and i don't know how else you can write about something like this. i couldn't break down the top two fights in any sort of analytical strategic way you just kind of have to talk about the stories around them and and how silly it is and then flip a coin and pick someone um I picked Dennis to beat Logan Paul, and I i don't know. I don't regret it. I just – because who knows? Honestly, who knows what could happen? I, I'm like, I think Dennis is – isn't he not a professional fighter? And then I forgot. Oh, no, he's not. He hasn't fought a professional fight since 2019. So uh, whatever. I don't regret picking him. I don't regret being wrong. I'm wrong all the time. Um, But, uh, the, ver- but the first thing I wrote in that this predictions piece was, I think, like, this is, as they're hyping it up, probably the biggest event in uh, influencer boxing history. But I also think it could be the beginning of the end. Now, not right away. It's not. It's not like this event and like having two uh, bad fights at the top is going to like immediately make people go. Oh, I'm never watching influencer boxing again. But I just think it's that th- this is a peak, and it's going to start declining. And also because the guys involved, um, I don't know how many more fights they want to do. Like. I know KSI said, he, of course, he wants to rematch Tommy Fury. I know Logan Paul's now like, oh, I'm going to fight Conor McGregor and all this other stuff. That's fine. They're, they're saying the right things after winning, and and and. But they have so many eggs in so many different baskets, and influencer boxing has been great for them. It's been great for their image. It's been great for you know just promote. This was this was an advertisement for Prime. This card was an advertisement for Prime primarily. So it's it it, it it there's a synergy between all the things that are involved, and I understand that, but I also feel like. This is not going to become like their WrestleMania. I think uh, one of the managers was saying before the show, we should do a prime card every year. And like, okay, maybe they'll do one next year. I don't think they will match this one. And then after that, you're really going to have trouble, I think, filling out like a third prime, prime card three or whatever. Um, so maybe it's, this is wishful thinking. Maybe I'm just being the prince of positivity for all those combat sports fans out there who are so tired of you know, influencer boxing. But I think there is a very good chance that this is as, as big as it gets um and again i'm not saying the high is going to drop off right away but we're we're at we're at the top of the peak it's going to it's plateaued it's going to plateau i think for another few months and then i think you are going to see a drop off as the names involved move on to other things tommy fury said uh he's probably pretty much done to uh, to do uh done with influencer boxing unless he can keep fighting the paul brothers over and over again uh like i said dylan danis we don't know it could be another four years before we see him even suggest that he's going to fight again and then uh, again KSI and logan paul maybe they say they want to but Logan Paul's got a good thing going to KSI has a million other things going on business-wise. And then, uh, unless someone else steps forward that can carry the influencer boxing banner. Of course, there's Jake always hanging around as well. Um, I think I'm saying this so if people can be happy. I think it, the fad is going to start dying. down. It's not going to go away, but I mean, I think the amount of like high level buzz is going to at least die down some to a degree. Yeah. Tommy fear needs to get the hell out of there. Um, <laughs> I don't
3: even consider like Jake at this point. Like, I don't even, I actually don't even really consider Jake Paul like an influencer boxer. I feel like he's an actual, like, he's a boxer. They're not, these aren't clown show events. He's just the main event in all of them. It's, they're all a lot of professional boxers on the card. Like the Nate Diaz fight, it was all pro boxers for the most part couple of Diaz's teammates are making like pro debuts and stuff like that but these are like actual real fights like these weren't real fights these weren't pro fights these are going to count on their professional record these were all like exhibition clown fights and heading in and then we're going to move on well, I promise you we'll get to UFC in a second but heading into this to me the one thing that stood out in my mind is this is their Jason Knight this is their no this is their Artem Lobov Pauly Malignaggi moment. there you go that's what it is. Like, it's yep. all in. This is it. Either this works and this thing will be a thing forever or it's going to not be good. And like you said, it's going to be the plummet of at least the the slow downfall of, of all of this. And I don't think it goes away forever. But yeah, this is not this is going to leave a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. And there we go. That's all I'll say about it. It was. It wasn't a bad event. Like I getting to before we got to Logan Paul, Dylan dance fight, I was like, this is actually pretty good. Like I'm having fun watching these fights. And then the last two fights happened and you're just like, golly, this is so terrible. Cannot believe that this is these were the by far the worst two fights and two of the worst fights of the entire calendar year. Uh, And two of probably the 50 worst fights you've ever seen. I mean, it's just they were that bad. They were that bad. but. Let's move on to the UFC. Let's move on to the
0: palate cleansing. I think we can, yeah. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down.
2: that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
3: Professional fist fighting at its finest. Edson Barboza versus Sadiq Yusuf at the main event. Sadiq Youssef, an incredible start to this fight. Has Barboza hurt? Think we might get him out of there. But credit to Hokey Pokey Herb. This dude has been on another level the last six months. He's been great in there. And lets the fight go on. Edson Barboza just battles through it. Clear 10-8 to everybody on planet Earth, except for Chris Lee, who gave it a 10-9. I don't understand why. And then Edson Barboza starts to get a little momentum. He's going to the body in the second round. He's starting to turn the tide. You can start to feel it. Yusuf's starting to take some big breaths. And then the throwback Terry Edom-esque spinning wheel kick moment in round three. We think the fight's over. Herb Dean says, Edson, you got him. Go finish him. Doesn't. let the fight continue. Yusuf survives. No one gave Edson Barboza 10-8 in that round, which is crazy to me. And then Barboza just continues the onslaught in rounds four and five. Y'all must have forgot, AK, Edson Barboza is a dog, and he can go 25 minutes and just keep that thing going. So lots of different scenarios for Edson Barboza. I think there's really only two ways you can go. You can give him a young, hungry whippersnapper, another guy on the way up, or maybe chuck him in there with another wily veteran. Where did you go with that, Zabarbozo?
4: This was actually my <laughs> most difficult, but also most fun, I think, matchup to pick for this week. Because yeah, I came up with a bunch of great names right off the bat. You know, Nate Landwer, uh, a name that comes off uh, that comes up a lot on this show. I think I've withheld from throwing it into every featherweight matchup that uh, could possibly be made, uh, but I didn't stop there. That's I. That's like if that happens, amazing fight. But I'm like, okay, let's 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 move on a little. Then you go to a couple of veterans who are ranked, you know, Josh Emmett, Calvin Cater, both good options. Cater, you know, going to come back from that uh, injury soon. Hopefully, uh, he would. You think he would want a big name opponent, Edson Barbosa, you know, after uh, after Saturday, keeping that reputation uh, for being one of the best strikers in all of MMA alive. So, uh, one, that'd be an amazing fight. Emmett, same thing. Emmett, we keep talking about Emmett possibly retiring but he probably wants a few big fights left. See how much he has uh, left in the tank and uh, him and uh, propose would be a lot of fun. But I went in a totally different direction. Mike. i went in a totally different direction. Uh, there's a young man. This is, and this is a selfish, this is a selfishly motivated. There's a young man who I would like to still see fight in Toronto. And he was supposed to fight for the featherweight title. I think, uh, I know it wasn't official, but you know, all signs he to him fighting for the featherweight title. I think he has to stay busy and I wanna see him fight. And I think Barbosa would just be a very, very, very fun opponent for him. Give me Barbosa an Alien Tapuria to in Toronto, UFC two ninety seven. You're making a face. Mike's making a face. I wanna see him fight. I don't think I'd he love- sits and waits for revol- he can't sit and wait for Volk.
3: AK. You are it, my man. best friend. And I say yes. this with love. And I hope yes. you're okay with me saying this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This might be the worst pick of your entire no career. No. No. <laughs> so, no. it is, imp- I, I, no. look, I, after what we just had last week, I'm mm. I'm not going to say this is impossible mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there is a real world where something weird happens and this and this goes down. There is no effing way this fight happens in Toronto. Why? why? First of all, why would Ilya Teporia even entertain this idea? He has to fight he, someone. Yeah, he's going to fight Max Holloway if he doesn't fight Alexander Volkanovsky. I,
4: that he could, but I think. Well, listen, we talk all the time about Max Holloway being this guy. Like how we're tired of him killing off contenders. There's a very good chance that Max Holloway just beats Ilya Taporia, and then where sure. do we go? Now, sure, Edson but Barbosa, it would be now. If that's a interim beats title, yeah.
3: So they're gonna do Ilya Taporia versus Edson Barboza for the interim no, title?
4: No, no, no interim title.
3: You're insane. I love no, no interim. Dude, title. If this happens, if this happens, this is I'm, beyond I'm Patty this,
4: Pimble, Tony Ferguson. I'm doing this. Expressly to avoid this interim title bull. Card. We don't. We don't need an interim title. We don't need an interim title. I want to see these guys get paid. I get it. I get it. What's going to headline this card then? Uh, Is this I the main know event. Yet. I don't. That part I have not figured out yet. That's that's not my problem. That's not my problem. Oh my uh, god. I, I'm no. I, I am going away from it. I, I I I. They'll find something. We where's the where's my women's bantamweight title fight. I don't know. Maybe give me Juliana Peña. Maybe
3: maybe they've tapped into our Google Doc for the (laughs) MMA Fighting Global (laughs) Rankings. Give me
4: Juliana Peña and Mayra Buenosilva. Silva. Sorry Mikel Pennington for the for the title. In Toronto Uh, for the main event. That's it. That's that's that is that's gonna put butts in seats, Mike. That's gonna put butts in seats. We women's Bantamweight is heating up. It is heating up. We had two fights on Saturday. Yes. I'm sure One, one of them will be your wild card pick.
3: One was, yes, one oh, absolutely was. Oh wow, I was, was being totally facetious, but no, one really was. Uh, I... Yeah, the, the two bantamweight fights. One was really fun, and one was not fun at all. So,
4: I want to see Ilya and Edson Barbosa fight. All right,
3: let's I'm going make... outside the box here. Okay, I appreciate that.
4: Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. You you have presented some very uh, interesting conundrums as to why this uh, would not happen, but I am standing by. It. This is the
3: Vince Russo matchmaking right here. A little because bit. Because if, yeah, you, gave, a little if bit. you gave me 10 guesses on who you were going to pick for Edson Barboza, <laughs> Ilya Taporia would not have been one of the first 10 I, guesses. I
4: just, I don't
3: want an interim title fight. I love I will, it. I, like, I, I appreciate it. You've, yeah. you've
4: sold me a little bit more just because of the why. The why has sold me a little and, bit more. And I think more importantly is I'm looking to keep Ilya on the path to fighting Volkanovsky. Now again, he could beat Max Holloway. He could also be upset by Edson Barbosa if they fight. I mean, that would be horrible. But then, I'd be into Edson Barbosa getting a title shot against Bull. Like, for me, it's essentially a number one contender's thing. Um, I just think there's a... And I'm trying to avoid Max Holloway being Ilya Teporia. That's really, I think, the main logic here. I think Torporia has a much better chance of beating Edson Barbosa while also still being a mostly entertaining fight. I would favor him over Holloway for sure. But man, the thought of Holloway beating uh, Taporia then where do we go, right? Then, then does Holloway get his fourth shot at Volk? That, that's a scenario I'm trying to avoid. So I, maybe, maybe I'm going too many steps ahead here. I really don't want to see Max Holloway beat Elia Taporia.
3: Yeah. The dream scenario, and I've mentioned this a lot on Heck of a Morning last week, was, and look, I'm not rooting for this to happen, but this, is, mm-hmm. this would be the most ideal. If someone asks, like, what's the best-case scenario that comes out of next week? Best-case scenario that comes out of next week is that Alexander Volkanovsky beats Islam Makachev and then says, you know what? the bigger fights for me at 55, I'm going to let this division move forward. We get Max Holloway versus Ilya Teporia for the undisputed featherweight title.
4: That's they that, are that, with gas. So let me put a, let me, I'll, I'll put a pin on this for now. I will say, if Volkanovski beats Makachev, which I'm not picking, that's the other thing is I think it, I've done sort of that math as well. I'm picking Makachev to win again. If Volkanovski beats him, then you definitely have to do an interim title fight uh, in, in Toronto. But if he doesn't, I think Volkanovski has to go back. Uh, I will go back and defend, uh, you know, just uh, go back to being another main champion and and doing all that. And that's why I want to keep him and Taparia on track. I need to keep Max out of this equation for now. As unfun as that sounds, because Max Holloway rules, I need to keep him out of this championship equation. And the Taparia matchup puts him directly into it. And I just don't want that right now.
3: So you, you named a name and like, as you were taking your journey and that's the name I actually came up with. And it's funny from the listener picks, like I didn't get a ton of them, but I didn't see this matchup made at all. Um, cue the music, AK. Just kidding. Um, it's uh, I, it's Josh Emmett. I, I went with Josh Emmett. Edson Barbosa, Josh Emmett. Let's do a, like a fun vet versus vet matchup. This could be the final fight of Josh Emmett's career. He's 38. Edson Barbosa 37. I would kind of feel like this would be sort of the the fork in the road retirement or not retirement litmus test for Josh Emmett. Mm-hmm. Beats Edson Barboza, maybe he feels like he has another run, but if Edson beats him, I think he knows that his time is up. So let's just do that. I mean, Josh Emmett has fought Yaya Rodriguez and Ilya Teporia back to back. Not saying Crazy. that Edson Barboza is a easier fight, but I just think at this point, 38 and 37, let's just. They were they were booked once before. They were. Is one of the COVID casualties. Let's just do this. This is like this is an apexy main event if there ever was one. And it's far better than a lot of the apexy main events we've been getting. So that's what I went with. Not the sexiest pick. I didn't think the stakes were incredibly high for Edson Barboza here. So yeah, he gets himself another Apex main event, but this time against Josh Emmett.
4: This wasn't a sexy card, Mike. Let's be honest. This it wasn't was. a sexy card. Uh, maybe maybe that's the nicest way of putting it. It was, it was not a sexy card on paper.
3: It was not. It was it was intriguing. I thought it was an yeah. intriguing main card with no main event with, with a really good co-main event, which is <laughs> where I would label the barbosa sneak Yusuf fight. But the
4: actual co-main event,
3: and this is a co-main event, right? It is. We're calling this okay. Let me share.
4: These were our uh, in the MMA fighting mm-hmm. rankings. Uh, these were the only two ranked fighters in the card. If you go to the UFC dot uh, com rankings, I'm pretty sure Yusuf and Barbosa are both ranked. Uh, but MMA fighting, no, we have them outside the top fifteen because we have fighters from other promotions in there. But uh, Maya and Arujo, top fifteen, uh, top fifteen flyweights, and it was won by
3: Viviani Arujo.
4: Gritty performance,
3: she gets it done. First round was super close. Vv clearly won round two. Round three was pretty close. Could have gone either way. I scored at 28 for Jennifer Maya, but it wasn't like anywhere near like a robbery or anything like that. It just all depend on how you scored the first round. But big win for Arujo. She really needed this one, AK. I thought this was going to be a nightmare matchup for her. Casey O'Neal, I thought, was like a really good stylistic matchup for her. And for Casey, it's like a perfect fight at the perfect time. Arujo gets Jennifer Maya instead. I'm like, boy, talk about just bad luck. But credit to Vivi. She gets through. And now... She's going to fight Lauren Murphy next, AK. Okay? That's oh, my pick. That's a good one. Viviani Arujo versus Lauren Murphy, maybe January, February 2024.
4: That's what I got. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, guys. Couldn't hit that uh, cough button fast enough. <laughs> Arujo has not had a lot of luck fighting top 15 people. So this was a pretty important win for her. Uh... Because I'm looking here, uh, Amanda Heba she lost, Alexa Grasso she lost, Caitlin Sheehan she lost, Andrea Lee I think was top 15 when she fought her, so I, I'm sorry I should I should throw that one in there, but otherwise yeah. it did seem like she hit she'd hit a bit of a wall. Uh, Maya was number 10 in our rankings entering this, so ourers really should take that spot. She could be top 10 ranked uh, after Saturday. I went in a slightly different direction, Mike. Uh, this is probably unfair to VV again coming off what could be the biggest win of her career. I threw her to one of the Silvas uh last time when silvamania played out i did not match up natalia or karine so i have both of them free in my uh my ought pool as it were and i'm giving rather than give uh viviana a contender fight i'm actually looking to bump natalia so give sorry i shouldn't necessarily guarantee it but give natalia silva the opportunity to bump up into a top 10 spot so natty ice versus viviani Arujo, big test for natty ice but i think we're all really high in her and she wins she probably climbs even higher than 10. I think we'd, we uh, we'd vault her above some of the names uh, that are even ahead of Arugio right now. I like it.
3: Yeah. I like it. Let's move on to, in my opinion, the MVP of UFC Vegas, 81, Man. the silence behind the violence. aka Jonathan Martinez comes into the fight five wins in a row. A somewhat contentious decision win against a Nirmaga Madoff in his most recent outing. If you go to MMA decisions, m- most of the media members actually thought Sayyid Nirmaga Madoff won that fight. And then Adrian Yandas comes in after his first UFC loss to Rob Font, top seven Bantamweight in the world, learns a lot of lessons. We get the correct pronunciation of his name. I kind of feel like this is a buy low spot on Adrian Yanez from a betting perspective, or Adrian Yanez, I should say. And when you fight Jonathan Martinez, you kind of know what you're getting into. You're going to get leg kicked a whole bunch. And if you figure that part out, he's got a punch you in the face. Like Jonathan, Mart- th- this is a coming out party for Jonathan Martinez. I think people understood that he's a very solid hand, but this was the eye-opening performance of his UFC run where people are like, damn this guy's pretty damn good. And we need to actually really start to pay attention to this guy. And he just leg kicked the crap out of Adrian Yates. It was just so odd to see Adrian just have no answers at all. Like at least against Rob Font. He was, he was punching Rob Font. He was landing the jab. He had Rob busted open. Rob had a great game plan with kind of turning it into a hockey fight during the boxing exchanges. But Jonathan Martinez just battered. Adrian Yanez and it made me it made me cringe a few times finally after about the 4,387 leg kick Adrian just collapsed to the ground he's like I can't do this anymore And Jonathan Martinez six wins in a row AK he's ranked number 13th in the UFC's Bantamweight rankings I gotta tell you he's probably gonna get a spot in my Bantamweight rankings after this performance TSBTV, AK where does he go in your favorite division
4: Man, this guy is so good. Um, I, you know, I've had Yanez as like the best. Bo- I, I've considered him wa- the one of, if not the best boxer, uh, in MMA. I really think he's that good. Uh, unfortunately, MMA is more than boxing, isn't it? And uh, maybe he needs to round out his kickboxing, Muay Thai skills a bit because, um, yeah, you run to a guy like Jonathan Martinez, you're gonna a big, big bantamweight, Jonathan Martinez, you're gonna face some problems. You're gonna have some issues uh, boxing this man up. So, as like you said, uh, six wins in a row now. Uh, for the sounds behind the violence. Five at bantamweight. There was like a random featherweight fight in there. He's 10 and three. He's 10 and three. Was, does that surprise you, Mike? I mean, it, it shouldn't because he's been here. I think it's five years, five years with the company. But 10 and three, that is
3: freaking impressive. You know what his most well-known moment in his UFC run was up until this point? Besides missing weight. Besides missing weight? missing weight? Yeah. Was he lost to Andre Ewell and everybody thought Jonathan Martinez got screwed. in houston remember that even joe rogan on his podcast is like that was one of the worst decisions of all time like that was honestly that was jonathan's claim to fame really was losing that fight starting the trend of like really awful judging in houston (laughs) beginning with that fight right so what a turnaround for him and yeah 13 fights crazy
4: to think about man 29 years old he's in his prime he looks fantastic looks like he's got the weight figured out he isn't. Maquias entered. Uh, Jed Mashu, possibly throwing this guy into the top five for no reason territory. That's that. That's what that kind of win does. You know, it, it, we, we this is the uh, we'll be looking at the rankings next week. It's like, whoa, he has Jonathan Martinez ahead of Piotr Jan. What the hell? Uh, and then we'll have to talk to Jed about it on the podcast. So that's that's the range. Jonathan Martinez is in now. He's 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 uh, he's on that fine run of form. I went with a fight which I think makes so much sense. We might have a Friends Forever moment. I I went, I have this guy one spot ahead, Jonathan Martinez, after Saturday. Uh, give me uh, Jonathan Martinez and Song Yadong.
3: I didn't go with that one. Mm. I get oh,
4: it. I felt <laughs> it. I thought I heard the chimes.
3: I just don't know because it, it's tough to book Song Yadong right now. <clears throat> Excuse me, because they're talking about December 9th and there was this rumored bout that had really no legs to it between Song Yidong and Pyotr Yan to possibly headline that card. And you have to think if they don't somehow pull out Zhang Wei Li and Yan Jonan to fight on that card, which at this point less than two months away, I would be absolutely shocked if that fight actually happens on that card. You have to believe they're going to try to keep Song on that card. Do they want to throw Jonathan Martinez in there as like the second half of that fight? Maybe. It'd be a huge opportunity for Jonathan Martinez, and I don't think the UFC really cares about that because it's all about it's the Song Dong show at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. if they did that and Martinez turned around and gets a main event spot against Songgy Dong, that'd be pretty damn cool. Huge. But I don't think that's the direction we're gonna go. I'm going a a different direction. A wily veteran, a former champion, and a guy who just happened to be doing commentary last night for this performance. Let's give Jonathan Martinez Dominic Cruz. That's it. That's the fight. I know Dominic Cruz for a, for a hot was tied to Davis and Figueredo. Maybe for Phantom bantamweight debut. Figgy is now booked against Rob Font December 2nd. Let's do Jonathan Martinez versus Dominic Cruz. I think this performance opened so many eyes. It's great to fight Song Yudong, And if you beat Song Young awesome. But I want to give this guy the opportunity to fight a well-known name. And I think kind of kind of the same, in the same way that it put Marlon Vera over. I think a Dominic Cruz fight, especially if Jonathan Martinez has a similar performance, I think it could do wonders for TSB TV's career, a lot more than the Song Dong win could. So yeah, Dominic Cruz got to fight somebody if he's going to stick around. This is the fight. This is it.
4: it it's we talk about this all the time. It's crazy that Cruz didn't settle into this like legend uh legends division thing like we could have had him in frankie edgar could have had him in jose aldo oh, oh we don't know i shouldn't say we could have who knows maybe frankie edgar wasn't interested maybe but i feel like they talked about before. maybe jose aldo had no interest so i'm not going to blame just dominic cruz it could just be this you know these these are big names with big paychecks there could be reasons why these fights didn't happen it's so, fine um because yes now he has no choice he has to fight guys like casey kenny you know we had the casey kenny fight happen. uh I still feel like he would try to angle away from this, but it isn't like he's avoided younger fighters. Like I said, I just brought up the you know, Kenny uh, Cheeto Vera. Uh, that's a super tough fight. He, he agreed to take that one. So I guess he had more to gain there. So like, do you think he, if this was brought up to Dominic Cruz, like within the next couple of weeks, he'd be pretty forward? Or are you waving your magic wand here? you your magic, your magic matchmaker wand. I kind of think he had. like,
3: Unless he's just like, hey, I'm not fighting for a long time. I'm just not going to fight. I'm not even going to think about it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like, what's he going to say? Like, at this point, you got to, he's got to, if he's going to fight, he's got to fight somebody. And as good as Jonathan Martinez has looked, and he's looked damn good, I still think I might pick Cruz in that fight because of the movement and Cruz's and his fight IQ and all that. Jonathan cracks, man, but I don't know if he has that. I mean, Dominic looked great against Marlon, but he was looking real good against Vera until he got blasted at the end of the fight. So I think it's a fight Cruz can win. So I think it's possible. I think it could happen. I think it's the fight the UFC should try to push. Honestly, I like it. I
4: like. It. I would love to see that fight.
3: Let's go to a first ballot m- Misfits Hall of Famer, Michelle Pereira. Okay, Michelle Pereira, Moves Knock up to one eighty-five. Probably Goes, where he
4: belongs. Yes,
3: to one eighty-five. 66 seconds is all it took to take on Andre, Andre Petroski. And there's a part of me that was like, this fight might actually be more fun than the Marc-Andre Barrio fight. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized, kind of wish we got the MAB fight because I think we mm-hmm. would have learned a lot more.
4: But what a performance from Michelle Pereira. And this, this was, might... a, dude, yeah, this was a bad fight for Petroski to take on short notice. Because I think Petroski is legitimately someone who could be a top 15 guy. And, and not by taking these, uh, random fights with, um, a guy who's a veteran. Michelle Perra has a ton of fights. Stylistically, is actually a difficult match for Petrosky. I don't know if he thought he would just be able to take Michelle Pereira down at will, but Pereira's like takedown defense isn't bad. I know everyone will look at the Tristan Connolly fight, but that was such a weird fight where, um, and I'll make, I'm I'm, I know I'm making excuses for, for Peretta now, but, um, he missed weight. He just wasn't taking it seriously. He gassed himself out in the first two and a half minutes doing all this stuff. It was and it was the last time he did that. Uh, he's not like a guy that's super easy to take down and control that way. And if, and Petroski definitely does not want to stand and throw hands with him. So the knockout uh, result was not that surprising to me at all. I still think Petroski can bounce back. But man, it was, just, it was just such a bad... I did not like Petroski taking this fight.
3: Yeah, Petroski is one of those guys that gets better as the fight goes on. Mm-hmm. So I think he probably just thought, all right, I just got to weather an early storm and then get through it. But... Chuck Pereira is a monster. He could probably fight a light heavyweight with how big he was. And even when they faced off on Friday, I was like, holy smokes, man. Pereira is still so much bigger than him. This, aka, this might be one of my favorite picks of the year.
4: And I don't even I know. know I know what you're picking. I, I I, know
3: I went a different direction here <laughs> yeah. once. once upon a time. But everything changed. Everything changed since this man last fought. And... Just an Otno legend. Do it. The sixth man award of on to the next one in the middleweight division. It's time for the world to see. Michelle Pereira versus Roman Kopilov. I knew it. Let's go. 185 pounds. Make it a seven round main event. It ain't going to go that long. It doesn't matter. Let's make some history here. That fight is going to rule and it's going to be the best. And it is unequivocally one of my favorite picks of the year and it's unequivocally the fight that should happen so there
4: you go that was one of the most i think that was the number one most popular pick i saw this week from listeners it was that or let's taking a quick look here uh, it was that or I saw a lot of Jonathan Martinez versus uh, Pedro Munoz and Barbosa versus Cater. But I think even Michelle Pereira Coppola was more popular than that. I saw a lot of it and I actually didn't think of it. I don't know why I didn't think of it. We could have had a very easy friends forever moment. <laughs> um, once I saw the listener suggest it, I was like, oh, wow. Like, duh. Like that is an awesome matchup. That's the kind of the right spot for both guys. I went a little crazy with it, Mike. I went a little crazy because as you said, uh, uh, missed, missed fit, missed, Damn you, Misfits Boxing, for making it <laughs> hard for me to say this now. Missed Fists. A Miss Fists legend, uh, Michelle Pereta. I'm high on him, and I'm glad he's back at 185. He probably shouldn't be pushed too quickly. You probably should still use him again as like a fun fights guy. You throw him in there with a couple of, that could be a fight night main event, or even or a co-main event, depending what other what else you can get as a headline of one of these cards. Uh, but I went up, man. I went up the rankings, and I went with a guy who doesn't have a fight now, Maybe I'm just really curious to see how good Michelle Pereira is. And maybe I really want to see that takedown defense tested. I'm going with Vittori. Wow. I want to see if he can get Vittori. I, I don't think Vittori is even thinking about fighting Michelle Peretta. I kind of want to see that. This, this is probably more of a magic wand pick. I'd love to see these two fight. I I don't know. I don't know if Pereira could beat him. Like I said, he has good, very good takedown defense. Is it so good that he can stop Vittori from just grabbing him for five rounds? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm curious to find out. And uh, so that's, that's why I would, uh, I'm just throwing that one out there. That
3: is interesting. Mm. God, I, I like Michelle Pereira at 185. We're eventually, yeah. dude, we're eventually going to get Michelle Pereira versus Joe Pfeiffer. We're going to get this Michelle Pereira versus Coppola fight. We're going to get Michelle Pereira versus Bo Nickel at some point. Like that is
4: insane to think about all of those fights. We're going to get some gonna, middleweighty middleweight fights probably.
3: I actually thought that Michelle Pereira. Me and Jed both thought on No Bet's Buyer. Michelle Pereira could be like immediate number one contender for the middleweight, middleweight title, but no, he, not at
4: all. He took that he out, was, out the window. He was doing that at 170. Some of his 170 fights when when he changed his <laughs> when he became safer, gentler, kinder, gentler Michelle Pereira. They were a little middleweighty. Some yes. of those wins were a little
3: middleweighty. Let's be honest. Oh, if he went up two years ago when this whole thing started, he'd probably be the champion right now. Yeah. But maybe timing was everything. Apparently uh, timing was not everything this past week for Christian Rodriguez when it came to his weight cuts, missing weight again. It's his second miss in the UFC, mm-hmm. second miss in a row. Yep. And he also has a miss on Dana White's contender series. That's right. Tough road for one Christian Rodriguez. He And it's a shame because he's really good at fighting. Like, yes. He's good. He is a very solid hand. But I truly believe that those three pounds made a huge difference in this fight. Made a big difference in this fight. I think, I'm think i not saying Christian wouldn't have beat Cameron Simon last night as this fight took place, but I think this fight looks a little bit different. And Cameron Simon, despite all of that against him, looked really good too. I, I was super impressed by the fight. It was, it was a really fun fight. It was a game of inches, and I think Rodriguez by in, like just milli inches Squeaked out every round, so I liked I didn't mind the third twenty sevens, but it was clear that that the not being not cutting those last three to four pounds was the difference in this fight. That's the way I view it. But Christian Rodriguez, Raul Rosas Jr., Cam and Simon back to back, despite the weight misses, pretty pretty nice looking resume. Ak as a man who let me just say does not revere fighters who miss weight, especially consistently. Did you even make a matchup for Christian Rodriguez? Because the AK I know would decline this option
4: altogether. See, Rod, you banned. You banned from on to the next one, sir. You banned. (laughs) It was ridiculous. He didn't just miss like two times. The contender series and now two in a row. And not just two, four pounds. He missed worse than last time. What's going on? What's going on? You can't. I I I don't know what's going on. I I'm not going to go in on them. We've had stories where people miss weight, and then we find out later that there's some pretty harrowing like personal circumstances uh, behind the miss. So I'm not going going gonna go in on Christian Rodriguez like that. But at the end of the day, there is you sign on. You have to make the weight, and when you start missing this badly and start missing so consistently. Essentially, you really just have to change divisions. We just talked about Michelle Pareda. He's missed weight before. He's had trouble making weight. He just lost the Wonder Boy fight because he couldn't make weight. And now he's back at 185 where he belongs. Um, so for uh, Christian Rodriguez, very talented fighter, like you said. M- maybe if, this, if they had agreed on a 140-pound catchweight fight ahead of time, it wouldn't have made a difference, and he would have beaten Cameron Simon anyway. But that's not the case. It was a bantamweight fight. He missed. He missed by a lot. I don't know how much close he came to, like, trying to cut the weight, but I imagine they, they probably made the decision pretty early to just start rehydrating and, and uh, recuperating. I don't like that. I don't like that kind of games I approve of cheating in almost all aspects of combat sports, my best friend, but not when it comes to weight cutting. Uh, unless we're talking about grabbing towels, which I find hilarious. So that I approve of. But if the cheating works, then I approve. But if you're just going up there and making a, a fool of yourself on the scale, that... You banned, you banned, Christian Rodriguez. You banned,
3: but I mean, you could make
4: a case that it did work here. He won, and he, he, he did, did win. Get he, did, he gets an extra check. He's leaving uh, Vegas yes. an extra check, okay? And this it's
3: not like he's making like eighty and eighty here. He's probably making mm-hmm. twelve and twelve. So he's he just like, okay, I'll yeah. forfeit twenty five percent of my show money, and then I'll just win, and then I still get the extra check, and like I lose twenty five percent of very little. He so did the math. he did the math. He did. Like, it's, it's not. A, I mean, it's it's bad, but it's kind of smart too. And I was talking to somebody about this last night. It's time to change the penalties. It's tw- it should be twenty five percent of the. Sh- it should be twenty five percent of the entirety of your purse. If you mm-hmm. win, like if you miss weight and win twenty five percent of that win of the combined total should go to your opponent. Then that sh- this shit ain't gonna happen anymore. It's just not. And I also love the idea of just an automatic point being deducted. I love that. Love that concept. And if it leads to more draws, I don't care. There should be more
4: draws. How about this? How about this, Mike? Listen to this. No purse penalty. But guess what? No win bonus. (laughs) Oh, God. <laughs> and, and hey, UFC, I'm trying to, UFC should like this video. I'm trying to save you money. So there you go. <laughs> wow. That's, <laughs> UFC, that's good. Corporate, UFC corporate, if you're out there. No, it's, I mean, uh, I don't know. I hate taking money away from fighters. It's such a gross thing to do. So I, that's not the best solution. But yeah, there has to be, I think you're right. though. There has to be some sort of,
3: some make sort of way change dude. Just, just make that just, just make way. Um, I banned Christian Rodriguez as well mm. from Bantamweight fights. This I'm, is not him altogether. Okay. And this I'm not banning them all together. i not banning them all together. I did book
4: Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, we're doing this. This is tough love for a really talented fighter.
3: Am I saying Christian Rodriguez is going to be a forever featherweight? No, but his next fight absolutely has to be at 145. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have young Christian Rodriguez take a little trip out of the country. He's going to turn around relatively quickly. He's going to go up to Canada, okay? He's going to go up to Toronto. He's going to fight a Canadian, a man who needs to win badly. His name is Gavin Tucker. So we're going to do Christian Rodriguez versus Gavin Tucker at UFC 297. That's what we're going to do. That's your featherweight debut. You make weight. You win this fight. You look good. We'll give you another shot at 135. But this is what you got to do first. What
4: do you think? I like that. I would love. Yes. I agree. Should go up to 145 at least once. Gavin Tucker Talents guy, but you know, a little up there in age, very winnable fight for young Christian Rodriguez. Um yeah, this is this is the right kind of slap on the wrist. Just like a slap on the wrist, but also again, could be beneficial for him. He could he could get a highlight reel win. Uh he could he could be really tested again against a, a solid veteran. I like it, Mike. You're 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 kinder than I am. You you're you've given him I want to throw him right into jail. You are giving him <laughs> you know, parole. You're giving him parole. He's on probation. He's on probation.
3: Well, let's go to the wild card round. Ak, we will match make for a fighter we have not match made for, and we will match make for them right now. So, Ak, I assume you do not choose a women's bantamweight competitor.
4: I thought about it, but I did not. Okay,
3: good. I'll so still The, need... <laughs> the non friends forever wild card streak no, continues. There was on. no
4: way. There was no. Way we were going to be friends forever in this one because I went outside the box again, Mike. Wow. Yes, because I'll tell you a fight that we need to see. <laughs> edgar (laughs) shirez daniel lacerda i we we don't know they said it was a non weight cut related medical issue on daniel lacerda's side which is why the fight was canceled both guys made weight it was a uh catchweight bout they agreed to a catchweight because there was such a quick turnaround from their last fight uh, which ended with the, uh, you know, a jump referee, it was Chris Taglione, I think, jumping the gun on a guillotine, guillotine choke. And um, so they said, you know what? No contest. Run it back like two weeks later. Uh, don't worry about the weight cut. Both guys coming in uh, uh, 130, around 130-ish. They both weighed in, both made it. And then we found out after that the belt was canceled anyway. So I'm going for the e- I think, I don't think you give up on this one yet. I don't think, give it one more shot. Give it one more shot. Edgar Shirez needs a chance to have a fight that isn't weird. Uh, Daniel Sater needs a chance to get a win, or as I keep saying, possibly become the first fighter to go zero six in the UFC with all finishes, uh, which is just so exciting. Or zero own five. Either way, he, he the only person who loses all is, uh, five or more UFC fights all by getting finished. And I know we've kind of beaten this narrative to death uh, ever since this fight was first booked, but until it's resolved, uh, I'm gonna keep <laughs> I'm gonna keep kicking this horse because I really want to see it. I want I, I want to see it. it done and finished with.
3: I just feel so bad for Edgar Travers because I was reading... I forget who tweeted this, so I don't want to like ignore it. Maybe it was Rodrigo Del Campo. I think it was Rodrigo, out, yeah. Who says yeah. that it takes him like it takes Edgar Chires like eight weeks to get to that point. Mm-hmm. He's had to do it. He's had to make that weight cut twice. I mean, one was one to fly away, one was to catch weight at 130. But still a lot of work for this guy to get down there. So it's going to be a tough sell for him. So I, I kind of get it from that perspective, but... Yeah, it's the rematch. It's the only rematch the world was clamoring for coming out of Noche UFC. So I hope you're right. Uh, I did not go that direction. Melissa Dixon, who may just find herself as a con- consensus ranked bantamweight in the MMA fighting goal rankings, kind of, oh kind of, has to be after this performance. AK, I I don't know how you're going to feel about this one. I don't know how you're going to feel about this one. Don't but you dare! Don't you dare! It. I want to see it so bad. I have to see this fight. Very fun fighters getting after it probably in the same place both will probably be ranked in the ufc bantamweight rankings come tuesday a woman who you felt was robbed of an opportunity to fight for a a world championship it's melissa dixon versus josiane nudez A.K. that's the fight to make (sighs) you have to do it and it's gonna be a banger
4: Whatever gets Annie back in there, I guess I'm happy because I, I have a feeling that they don't have a lot of plans for the uh, Bacon's featherweight title, <laughs> which is just ridiculous. She's right there. You go from Nunes to Nunes. It's not hard, guys. You throw her in a... How, how about her and Dixon for the vacant? You know what? Ooh. There you go. Bacon for the Bacon featherweight title. Screw it. What are we doing? There's a belt that's right there. Let's <laughs> go good. for the grabbing.
3: That fight would be more fun than almost any other option you could put out there yeah, right that's now. A that's to We're cutting realistic. weight.
4: You know, Melissa Dixon's like, we're gonna, is gonna complain. Like, you think about, oh, that's weird. You're putting a featherweight title fight. I make extra money and I don't have to cut an extra 10 pounds. She's like, yeah, let's do it. They're not gonna do it, but they should. I'm not against It's a good matchup. Like, it's a good matchup. It's a good matchup.
3: Yes. Did anyone scream that they wanted auto points this week? Or I, you yeah. Know? And I'm gonna go, All right, I'm gonna give a go. shout
4: out. Yeah, I, I sincerely doubt this is the only person, but I, again, I haven't, I've been keeping a little american records have been a little sketchy but I, so i'll go liam perry because i tell people if you want a point these days just remind me just remind me and i will double check to see uh if i have record of other people calling for it but i couldn't find this uh liam perry a while ago uh after alonzo Menafield won his last fight said he wanted him to fight the dustin jacoby kennedy and Zuchuku winner uh jacoby beat Enzuchuku, and and Menafield versus jacoby has been booked i didn't write down for when i forgot but that fight is upcoming uh so there you go. Liam Perry, I'm giving you a point, sir.
3: Nice. Do you want to give the disclosure for the listener yes. Picks?
4: As we just mentioned, guys, you know, you can get a point if you're the only one who has a pick. Very hard to do these days. Please avoid these very common mistakes. Wrong weight class people who have fought already significant and uh, recent and significant injury. Uh, fighter who's been released, fighter already booked. Easiest one to check. So infuriating, guys. Please look up if someone has a fight book. And uh, people who are notable, close friends, or teammates, etc. And also your pick just might be doo-doo, and we don't want to read.
3: Okay, we're going to play a game within the game. Okay, All right. we're going to do listener picks. So, pretty good. Pretty good. There is one, there is some doo-doo. Just one. One doo-doo pick. And normally we would let this slide, but there's no way I could let this slide. So, as I read off said listener, you have to say yes or no whether this listener delivered the doo-doo pick. All right? A game Perfect. within the you game. You want to
4: answer after every pick?
3: No. When I say
4: Oh, okay. this,
3: all right. all right, let's go to this person who yes, submitted yes. picks. You'd be like, yes. this person did do do submitted the doo-doo pick, or this person okay. did not. Okay.
4: okay. No hints. Uh, no hints. Okay. Thick B.
3: Haven't heard from him in a hot minute. Is this, is this the one who delivered doo-doo?
4: Oh, you want me to guess before I hear yes. what the picks are? Yep. Uh, no, You'll I, know as I don't... soon as you hear it that it's stupid. okay. You'll okay, know okay. as soon as you hear it. Okay, no, no, I don't think so.
3: You I are correct. The... Edson okay. Barboza versus Lerone Murphy. Sadiq versus Danny Gay. Martinez Munoz, very popular pick. Pereira versus Jack Hermanson. Rod versus Fareed Basharat, if he can make weight. Elkins versus Gabriel Miranda. McKinney versus Malarkey. Gutierrez versus Lapalus. VB versus Korean A. Silva. Robbie Ryan is Robbie Ryan, the man with the doo doo this week.
4: Uh, hold on, those picks you read, read sounded very familiar. I just want to make sure I don't reread. I think they hit me up on Twitter under a different uh, account. Anyway, I'll figure that. Uh, who's it? Robbie Ryan. Robbie Ryan. Ah, uh, do I think Robbie Ryan would do such a thing? Uh, I'm gonna say no. Not Robbie Ryan.
3: Let's find out. Viviani Arujo versus Macy Barber. Jonathan Martinez versus Dominic Cruz. Vichel Pereira versus the Abus Mangamadoff, Kyle Baraglio winner. Wildcard, Chris Gutierrez versus the Ricky Simone, Mario Bautista winner. No doo doo. We are doo doo free. Okay. All right. Four Corner Sports, AK. Is Four Corner Sports uh, the, delivery, the deliverer of doo doo?
4: Oh, okay. This is tricky because he sent to me as well. And I'm trying to remember if there was doo-doo and I just deleted it. I don't think so. No, no, right? No, Four Corner Sports and why I think is okay, right? Let's find out. Okay, Christian Rodriguez
3: out. versus Jack Shore. I'm moving, right. up, to, moving up to Featherweight because Rodriguez missing weight multiple times ridiculous. Rodriguez yes. looks like he was so huge compared to Simon. Got to be professional, make weight. So Rodriguez for sure, at 145. Darren Elkins to Canada. Versus Kyle Nelson. Yep. UFC two ninety seven. Good fight. Chris Gutierrez versus Montel Jackson. Rebook it. Emily DeCody versus Elise Reed. Terrence McKinney versus Mike Davis. Oh my god, you! Please book that fight. Please book that fight. Can
4: I? Can I argue against it?
3: Against McKinney versus Davis?
4: I'm gonna yes. Sure. I don't. I Terrence McKinney. Um, I think he's good i think he's very good i have said before i think i i'm sure i've said some show i think he'd be top 10 but i get so much joy over just watching him annihilate overmatched um <laughs> late notice <opponents>. <laughs> <laughs> i know we won't be talking about him beating up brendan marat and mike breeden whatever a year from now we might be watching the highlights but i think a lot of people will struggle to pull the names of brendan marat and mike breeden out of there and, and both guys again i believe short are short or was was Mike Breed and Terrence McKinney jumped in at Shorinos to fight him? I don't know. Either yes. way, they were not aversely yeah they were not scheduled matchups. It's just Terrence McKinney, you know, ending up with the with the with the fight out of nowhere. Um, and he he's lost these fights too. Uh, I'm looking at his, his last five fights, and they're all against people with either like one or two UFC fights or making the UFC debut. I don't know. Like I I don't know if I care about booking him with um, notable like meaningful names. Which is to say any I wanted. <laughs> there's no no i wanted to keep fighting people without wikipedia entries thing i think that's the nicest way i can say it because it's just it's so clear he's so clearly like a step above you know this the uh, the cannon fodder uh he'll knock he'll, like none of these guys that are just debuting are in the bottom like tier of the light of lightweight it can last like more than 90 seconds with him uh, but i don't know if he's good enough to really threaten for a top 15 spot anymore i've recalibrated my expectations he looked very good in that drew dober fight for a minute so I think we're hanging our hat on that, and also again his his super exciting wins. But that that is my only thing. I don't know if I care to put him in a like competitive matchup. Um, I think I just want to see him keep squashing people. But I, I, I
0: understand. Yes,
4: fair. Uh, Kevin has two picks that are different.
3: Are any of those two picks do do? I don't think so. Christian Rodriguez versus Kyler Phillips. Michelle Pereira versus Gregory Rodriguez. That's yeah. fun. I saw that. Yeah. How about Dad Jackson, AK? Is Dad Jackson the deliverer of doo-doo? He's been been doing really well. He's been called out, almost banned on the program.
4: He's been doo-doo-less
3: for a hot minute. It
4: has to be. He sends me the picks too, but I I did not look at them. I've gone out of my... uh, Dad Jackson, I'm sure you're a fine fellow. I do not look at your picks. I'm just letting you know now. But I think he is the doo-doo deliverer.
3: Terrence McKinney versus Michael Johnson. Darren Elkins versus Hakeem Duadu. Michelle Pereira versus Joe Pfeiffer. Edson Barboza versus Nate Landwehr. I like the Marab call up by Jonathan Martinez, but I don't know if that happens. Wouldn't mind seeing him versus Chris Gutierrez. Doo doo. So much doo doo. Those two are like the best They're of buddies. friends. They both had the same guys in their corner. They both leg kick all the time. It's basically the same guy. And we have issued, we have issued this warning multiple times on the show. How could you? They talked about it on the broadcast like yeah. 500 times last night. This is doo doo personified. Yeah. And we, we, tell people, we tell
4: people, we double it is hard sometimes to keep track of like who trains together and who's friends and stuff. Uh, Cause you and I, you and I have made a mistake like that before on the show, I'm sure. Uh, but we've also made the rule like if, if, look at the corners. What was the one? <laughs> what was the really bad one? What was it? was like Grant Dawson and um, was it Grant Dawson? Like he had someone in his corner and they like matched up like someone was like, oh, oh yeah, to find I, Oh, him. And, uh, shoot. Uh, shoot. <laughs> who? Tiago Moises. That's who it was. Tiago, and they're like, they're like, he was in his corner. Like, this, we were like matching the them Gerald up. The Gerald Mearshardt, like, yeah. Brandon yeah. Allen fight. So, like I said, we're pretty lenient because, again, we make the mistake too. But if you are watching the fight and you see a shared corner or them, so one fighter literally in the other fighter's corner, please don't match these individuals up together. That just seems like a small ask.
3: Yeah. Like, Gerald Mearshardt does interviews with, like, with Brandon Allen's. Reebok jersey hanging in the background. So he's clearly not going to fight Brendan Allen. The, 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 this is... At this point Gutierrez, Martínez is absolute, unequivocal doo-doo and that's it. Mm. It's, too, it's too much. But that's, uh, that's the only doo-doo. It's not terrible doo-doo. We've had way worse. <laughs> We've had way worse doo-doo. Uh, Chris yeah. London closes out. Barboza versus Brian Ortega. Yusuf versus Lerone Murphy. Araujo versus Lauren Murphy. Maybe we do this on the same card? Lerone, Lauren. There you go, Martinez yes, versus please. Song Yudong. Chris is with you there. McKinney versus the Elves Brenner Rebovich winner. That's he good. likes.
4: That's yes, a good one. I like that. I like that. Yes, that's the tier I want.
3: <laughs> Gutierrez, Montel Jackson rebook and T.J. Br- <laughs> Golly, uh, I'm, I've already gotten that. T.J. Brown uh, versus free agency worst IQ ever. There you go. Uh, that's that. That's that's, those good. are the picks. Tough dive for T.J. Brown.
4: Nice. I. I, I do hope we see the Gutierrez-Jackson uh, fight rebooked. I, yes, I really me want to see too. That I think that's the best option.
3: Have at it, my uh, best
4: friend. All right. Uh, again, some of these I think uh, – some people send to both of us, so I can just skip over those. Um, I'll go – let's go to Instagram first. Uh, we got a first-timer. I think it's was Instagram. I Twitter? It doesn't matter. Darian, welcome to the show, sir. Welcome to the party pod. Just say, excuse me. I should give more for, my formal greeting. <laughs> and they only had one pick. They want to see Dylan Dennis fight uh, Shavkat Rachmanov. But, Mike, do you see what I'm saying? People are still talking about him. They're still, they're still... Whether they want to see him get absolutely wrecked or they want to see him... Or, God help us, actually, people, again, think he's good and can win fights. They want to see weird stuff happen. And I don't know where he'd fight Shavkat Rahmanov. even in, Even in grappling, I don't even think... Uh, I don't even think Dennis wants that anymore. I, why would he so, show
3: up to fight him? <laughs> like, what? Like, why would he show up to I, that fight I, I didn't
4: think I didn't think he'd show up to fight Logan, Logan Paul. So I, I guess, you know, we don't know anymore. May, maybe maybe this, this is a new era, Mike, of Dylan Dennis fighting like two times a year in, in boxing, and in jiu-jitsu, in MMA. Perhaps we are at the beginning of the, the Dylan danis sons. I hope not, because I can't stand the guy. But I'm bracing myself for the worst. Uh, at mr at mr guy mma this is interesting this i don't know where this lands in my on my mckinney uh opponent's appropriateness scale uh mckinney versus kurt hollabaugh yes i like it it's it's not a new guy but he's kind of new back to the ufc it's not a top like 40 it's not a top 30 guy but it's not like a bottom thirty guy. It's like a it's a weird spot. It's someone who are, honestly could beat. I think could beat Terence McKinney. I think maybe that's why I'm. If he I'm gets hesitating. out of the if
3: if Kurt Hollebo gets out of the first round, he wins. Yeah, yeah,
4: maybe, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mister Guy MMA, Michael suggests, What do you think about Barboza versus Dober at one fifty five? Sure, I love it, but I just don't know if Barboza ever wants to go back there. I love that fight.
3: That's fun. I just want to
4: yeah. see him in G still. Like I haven't given up on that. They
3: never they didn't fight Did they? at 155 ever.
4: Barbosa and Gagey?
3: No, Barbosa and Dover.
4: I don't oh no. No, you're right. They met. Okay. they had it at that. some point though. Perhaps, yeah. I gotta look okay. <laughs> to some doo-doo there. Uh, Gelato <laughs> Jalapeno, Michelle Pereira versus Nasardine Imavov. Yeah, I think that's realistic. Uh, Dax, he says if Paul Felder's coming back, he would love to see the Barbosa Felder trilogy. I agree. I agree. Damn, I think that'd be an that's, amazing. That's great. Yeah. I don't know if he comes back. I don't know, but I don't know if that's what Felder wants to come back for. I feel like he'd want to come back for a fresh opponent.
0: I don't know. I don't think so. You don't think so? It's a great matchup. Yeah, that's fun. Matchup. UFC 300. Both fights were good. Yeah. I like
4: that pick a lot. Yeah. Both fights were good. Both were super close. So well done there, Dax. And Dax, and this name came up a lot. I, I'm sorry, did I I I don't know if I missed it, Mike. Did people bring up Paul Hughes to you, Cage Warriors? Uh, <laughs> Champion Paul Hughes,
3: no, but he should get an opportunity,
4: yeah, I got a lot of making match for him, so this is the first one I'll read out the uh and he competes at one fifty five and one forty five He won in a lightweight bout uh over the weekend, uh but he is he has won there, I think he held their interim or won their interim featherweight title recently, so he competes at both, so Dax suggests uh, him versus Gavin Tucker Paul Hughes Gavin Tucker, it'd be a, a nice intro for him uh Four corners swords and why you read Mitchell robinson stand you read as someone else on Instagram, I believe don't need to read those again. Barry O'Reilly, what is up, my friend? Uh, Ducoti versus Haraghi. Melissa Dixon versus Jacqueline Cabalcante. I like this one. McKinney versus Manuel Torres. That's take-the-under. It's a take-the-under <laughs> matchup if I've ever seen one. Alkins versus Caceres. This has never been booked. This never happened. Is there a reason? Are they friends? What is...
3: No, they both? I don't think so. Wait, were they one's both Alpha Male, at... one's MMA Lab. Well, was
4: Caceres never... Oh, Caceres was never at Alpha Male. No, I don't think so. He's an MMA okay. Lab guy okay uh, I like it I can't believe they never fought and uh, Christian Rodriguez up to 145 to fight Morgan Cherier Morgan Cherier that would be that'd be a huge experience like gap that'd be like, almost like a punishment but I don't not, not that he couldn't beat uh, Morgan Cherier but that's interesting and Barry also has a recommendation Paul Hughes versus Eric Silva so there you go and uh, Toby Kinsella John Martinez, <laughs> Sung Yadong McKinney versus Paul Hughes I love it. I don't know if, the, if it's the right fight for both guys right now. I don't mind it.
3: Look, I think Paul Hughes, is, I think Paul Hughes should be in
4: the UFC. Like, yes. Un,
3: uh, of course, he no should be in the UFC. Series.
4: If they book him for the next UFC, of Series. they the already screwed series, that
3: up with one uh, of the other guys.
4: It was Chris Duncan? No, it was Chris. No, Chris Duncan. No, not Chris Duncan. No. Um, shit. Was, there's they, so many fights, about. man.
3: I don't yeah. remember. But they, they brought in a cage warrior. George Hardwick. That's what it was. George yes, Hardwick. Yes, Yes, yeah. They bring him on the contender series, and he just gets, he just gets, he just gets run. And now he's not going to be in the UFC. Just bring him in. You go to London like twice a year. Just do it there. Just do it there. What are we doing here? <laughs> Paul Hughes, they should bring in now. Yeah, I have tampered my expectations with the Cage Warriors guys. Sure, I'm not I, saying I, they're bad. No, but I think oftentimes the talent gets overblown a little bit. I think that's pretty fair. In fact. I did like a little bit of a study that if you bet against cage warrior debuting fighters, you'd be feeling pretty damn good in the bank account right now. So i like, like, it's just very, Paul's got something. And a lot of these guys have something. It's just, they get booked into like bad matchups right away. And no one else sees that, but like a couple of people. So, but look, Paul has done enough to get his shot. Like there's nothing more he can do in cage. Warrior. like, I love Modestus Pekoskis. Love Mm -hmm. the guy. He's one of my favorite people in the sport. He's the nicest frigging guy. And I'm so happy for him that he's back in the UFC. This guy's gotten two shots in the UFC before Paul Hughes has gotten one. Yeah. I mean, let this dude cook. Give him a shot. If you are going to London in March, Paul Hughes needs to be on the card 1,000%. He deserves an opportunity. Do I think he's going to be a guy that fights for a UFC title? I don't feel that way right now. Would it shock me if he did? No but I don't know if he's one of the best 45ers or 55ers in the, in, on planet Earth. Probably, he's definitely is in Cage Warriors. Is he, like, is Paul Hughes beating Calvin Cato right now? No. No, he's not beating that guy. Is he beating Lerone Murphy? No. But could he beat maybe a Nate Landwehr, someone like top 25, top 30? It's possible. But give him a shot. Give him a shot. They're, like, from guys outside of the UFC that... I'm interested in seeing in the UFC. Paul Hughes is like top three on the list. I want to see what he could do. So enough is enough. I don't want to see this dude fighting Cage Warriors ever again.
4: I again I agree wholeheartedly. It's nice time it's, time it's time for him to get a, to get a step up for sure. Um I'll go to Instagram now. We've got uh we got a few here. Gerard Biagin, Arojo versus Barber. Yeah, I'm into it. Tristan Gordett, Elkins versus Cortillo, love it. Simon versus Damone Blackshear, very solid. CV, uh Barbosa versus Yair.
0: That was the first one that popped in my mind, mm-hmm. but no.
3: I mean, yeah, you're just fought for the, for the title. He yeah. was just the interim champion, just lost to Volkanovski for the undisputed title. I'm not saying Barbosa's... Again, I mean, this is not a disrespectful thing, like, that is a giant step back for him. You know what I mean? I think, give me Yair it versus Cater
4: man. Like it that's is. the
3: fight I've wanted since Cater yeah. knocked out Jeremy
4: Stevens. Like just give us that fight. It's it's a great matchup. Um but you're right. Uh, Barbosa is essentially higher ranked than Nate Landwehr as in like I just want to see him fight everyone in the top 10 and I know those that, like those aren't going to happen. I'd love to see him fight Emmett, love to see him fight Cater, love to see him fight year. love to see him fight blah, 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 blah. All these names we mentioned uh Taporia, wink wink. Um <laughs> But again, he probably ends up fighting. Of the, of the four names we just mentioned, he probably, before it's has been done, probably only ends up getting like one of them, if we're being honest. Yeah. just the way featherweight moves, and which sucks, but I would love to The Cater fight
3: fights. is... Barboza Cater's is probably the right answer. Mm. If we could throw Edson Barboza in like a healing tank and he could come out just fine and be ready to fight in two months, because I think Cater's targeting the end of the year. He wants to fight before the end of the year. I don't know if that's possible, but end of the year or January and after that fight... Do I see Edson Barboza bouncing back that quickly to fight Calvin Cater? Not really sure. So that's the thing for me. That's why I didn't go with that one. But all things considered, there's no rest period to worry about. Cater said I'm not fighting till April or May. Then that would be my first choice. You know what I mean?
4: Um, yes, I feel you. Sorry, I'm just uh, reacting to something social media. Yeah, stuff. Dylan anyway, Danis is tweeting. If you guys, we don't need said. No. We don't need to get into that. Let's <laughs> let's get out here for a little more Dennis. Uh one more from CV. Uh McKinney versus I think the ship is sailed. Uh McKinney versus Pimblett, win, lose, Loser job versus Ferguson, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. It would have it was a it would have been the fight to make like a year ago, 18 months ago. Uh it's not going to happen now. I was, don't a, it agree was cra- with that. You, oh, you think it could still happen? If Pim if, if Patty
3: loses to Tony, you oh, have he to make the- that fight. Oh okay, yeah. Okay, if, yeah, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If he loses... If he loses to Tony, he's going to get rinsed by Tony. This it's not going to be like a split decision. He is going mm-hmm, to get mm. his ass beat if he loses that fight. We'll see. The I don't truth, think he's yeah. going to lose that fight, but if he does, he's going to get wrecked by I'll Tony Ferguson. Think, I, so I think do that's my, that. I, then do I, that fight.
4: Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think that's my argument. It's not win, lose, or draw. I think it no, has it's to be not. Lose. It's yeah, loss, loss lost. If he only. wins, yeah. If he wins, he's not. then then it's gone. That fight is gone. Yeah. That 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 fight's just never gonna happen. M. Uh, May Heads, uh, so anything didn't get mentioned before. Michelle Pereira and Philofia Hernandez, Ooh. uh, Dixon versus Vidal, Ducote versus Murata, Lisboa versus Rendon. women's Bantuan's cooking, and Tino <laughs> Alvarez. Tino Alvarez will give you the last spot here. Uh, Ducote versus uh, Carolina Kov- Kovacavich. I think is quite a bit ahead of her in the rankings now, so it's not impossible. I don't think that's much. Run- the, and the roster's pretty thin if we're being honest the roster's pretty thin so you really can't rule out any matchups between fighters that are like you know uh trending in the same direction uh but i, I don't think so i think carolina can get a, another veteran or or even one of the someone in the top 10 uh mckinney chris duncan oh, sorry, rebook it rebook i like it ufc 296 and this is one bantamweight matchup i'll end on this that i don't mind for c rod again i i did say he's banned at least from 135 matchmaking but i like this one a lot because this is essentially a we're not moving you up the rankings and we're giving you a tough opponent that's quite a bit probably further back. Uh Brady Heaston. And I don't know if people think that maybe that's like, oh, just a kind of a layup for Christian Rodriguez. I think it's a, i like Brady Heaston. I actually think I would favor Christian Rodriguez quite a bit. I think like at least minus two hundred. But I do think that's sort of a nothing to gain uh and quite a bit to lose fight for Christian Rodriguez. So Tino, I like where your head is at with that one. And uh I hope Christian Rodriguez gets things sorted out. I'll say that.
3: Yes. Is
4: that it? We're done? That's it, guys. Hit me up on the Instagram at alexanderkklee. Hit me up on Twitter at Lee, And hit me up on email alex.lee at svnation.com.
3: I'm not even going to give mine because you don't need it next week because we got pay per view. Oh, that's right.
4: Week. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have read it. We're getting the live Do not sh- send us DMs. Yeah, do not no DMs. Us. No, no, nothing. DM, sorry.
3: Uh, not next week. Only the live, the live stream picks. Uh, we'll go live for a little around an hour on, Saturday, on Sunday. And we'll be refreshed too because. Early day MMA for the now much different UFC 294 event. We have Islam Makachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky for the lightweight title in the main event. We have Kamaro Usman stepping in to fight Hamzat Shemaev in the co-main event. We have Magomed Ankaliyev versus Johnny Walker in a pivotal 205-pound matchup. We have Ikram Alaskarov versus Worley Alves. Holy cow. We have Said Nurmagomedov versus Bawin Gafarov, Tim Elliott versus Muhammad Mahaev. Love that fight. Mohamed Yahya versus Trevor Peak. That's going to be crazy. Javid Basharat versus Victor Henry. Love that fight. Cedric uh, Dumas versus Abu Azaitar. Anshul Jubilee versus Mike Breeden. I think we kind of know how that fight's going to go. Nathaniel Wood versus Muhammad Naimov. Love that fight. Jinyu Fry versus Victoria Dudakova. And Bruno Silva versus Sharabutin Magomadoff. That, that is UFC 294, AK. I'm very excited for this. One more question following UFC Vegas 81 that I think a lot of people are going to ask you based on some of the things you said about this card. Did we witness the final UFC appearance of Ashley Yoder last night?
4: Oh my. Oh yes. Oh, and I'm sorry. I left people hanging. I, I threw out a trivia question. Uh, Ashley Yoder fell to three and eight. She's, she's tough as hell. Ashley Yoder's tough as hell. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she's ever, maybe she was finished once. I'm going to check real quick here. Um, and she's hanging on. You know what? For whatever reason, she's hanging on. Maybe, maybe the, they, they, like her grit. They like her fighting style. Uh, all decisions, all her fight three, three and eight, all fights went to a decision has not been finished. So good for her. That's not easy to do. She's faced some good names in there. Um, but three and eight, and assuming yes, to answer your question, Mike, I do think this has to be the end of the line. This is now three straight losses, five of six, and again, um, three and eight record overall. And it's not like she's putting in like fight of the night bangers every time. Like the fights have been okay, but uh, if she finishes her career three and eight, Mike, she will only be the second fighter in UFC history to uh, finish with such a record. Do you have a guess, Mike, as to who uh, the who the other who the first was? It's a, it's a male fighter. Uh, and he also finished with one no contest, so three and eight with one no contest. I'm just ignoring the no contests. Uh, I can start dropping hits uh, soon because I, I did leave people hanging, and I have to. I, I should follow up on the tweet today. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Okay, uh, former Bellator fighter, middleweight, had a very bizarre Hector UFC. Lombard. Uh, you, you, Hector Lombard, there you go, three and eight, one no contest. Well done. Well done. Wow, Him. that's it. Him and Asty Yoder, illustrious company. This is assuming Lombard never comes back and <laughs> fights again, and assuming that Yoder is uh, uh, it now parts ways, which I don't know. Who knows if she has another fight in her contract? I don't know what her contract status it's a is. Division, the thin division, man. Yeah, if it's the last fight, obviously I don't think they bring her back. If she has one left, they probably just let her fight it out. I don't see why they wouldn't. So, so the, the trivia question might not matter soon, but yeah, Hector Lombard, Asty Yoder, uh, the three and eight club, very illustrious.
3: Remember how fun Bellator Hector Lombard was. It like, yes. was so fun.
4: <laughs> I wanted to see him fight the UFC so badly. I'm like, this guy's gonna do damage in there. And then from the, his very first fight, everything was just so weird. Oh, everything so was fun. weird.
3: What a what a glorious time it was. And yeah. what a glorious time it'll be this week, ladies and gentlemen. UFC 294 fight week is officially upon us. We thank you very much for joining us. We hope you will join us again next week for a special live edition of On to the Next One for AK. I am Mike Heck. Always remember the golden rule, everybody. Don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun, and we will have more fun live next week, right here, and on to the next one the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media
0: Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA.